Welcome back to the Alan Smithy Film Review. Coming to you from the brand, brand, brand new, new, new F-150 Studios choo here choo. at Northgate Mall. Yes, we are now in an enclosed, air-conditioned environment, and we are very much looking forward to uh, recording in comfort. It is quite comfortable in here. Uh, I, I love the new studio, Damon. I'm feeling you. it. It smells new. Uh, we got the elevated view now. You're yeah, a higher vehicle. Things. I didn't have to crawl in and out like a daddy long legs. The, uh, the roof transition. is permanent. The roof is permanent in this yes, one. Yes, absolutely. Additionally, uh, it is like a first-class accommodation on a <clears throat> bullet train. Bullet train! Which is the movie we just came out of. Yes, that was a very long segue set up for that, so Here. enjoy that trip. I called it Money Train a couple times coming into it. I did, too. Completely different movie. Yeah. Also, not Money Plane, a very, very bad movie. Um, everybody, I want to I want to introduce you guys to this new season of Alan Smithy Film Review. We are... we. Just came out of the Northgate 14 AMC, complete with lack of air conditioning. Again. Again, Again. Yes. So I don't know if it's because we keep doing the first show of the day. Well, I mean, Or if they're just not turning it on because there's not enough butts and seats because we were one of four people. To be fair, I did ask the kid who was uh, born, I think, after uh, Hurt Locker was made, yeah. um, that uh, there was no air conditioning. Very stale in the theater there, but I don't think it did anything. Poor Damien had to leave about half an hour in for yeah. some uh, refreshing ice that was mostly just uh, yeah. a beverage of ice. Yeah, I bought a large drink, and you know how much I had to pay for that. And then filled it to the top of the ice and put a little bit of Coke Zero in it. Yeah, yeah. It and was then I, mean, I just held the ice against my chest as we watched the movie, and so I just perpetually had free water. So all we, all we could do is envy the actors in an air-conditioned train on the exactly. screen in front of us. Yes. And most of the movie takes place on a train. I mean, ninety-five percent of it on a train. Very much a bottle episode of a movie. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it, they're not lying to you with the title. Um, yes. This takes place in Japan. In Japan. In uh, the world of Tokyo and the surrounding districts of Tokyo. Well, it actually not just that, but uh, Tokyo and a uh, line of high-speed rail that connects Tokyo to Kyoto, and there are many places in between. Yes. And yes. Uh, having a working knowledge of Japanese geography can add a little bit of richness to the experience, but is not required for the enjoyment of this movie. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert, yeah. So, uh, all right, so basically, I'm going to go ahead and start off with something that doesn't have to do with the movie itself truly, and that is that this movie was marketed terribly. It, it was one of those like, oh, Brad Pitt's got a new movie, what's it about? I have yeah. no idea. And they didn't, uh, ha having watched the movie now, I know how I would have marketed it and I'm curious if I'm going to pitch it. I'm going to pitch you the movie, listener and Ben, and I want you to let me know if the way I'm going to pitch the movie is better or worse than what they did. And keep okay. in mind, they've been advertising Bullet Train forever. I swear, I've saw seen the Bullet Train trailer since January. But all right, so did you like Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> Boy, did I ever! Did you like Kill Bill? Oh man, good soundtrack. Do you watch anime? I like things that go booming fast. Do you enjoy classic rock? I think I know a soundtrack when I hear one. Well, then I've got <laughs> great news for you. Here's a movie that somehow combines all of that. <laughs> it is a lot of things. This By the way, Brad Pitt is in the movie. Michael is. Shannon is in the movie. 
Masiyaka from uh, Heroes is in the movie. I saw you. I heard you giggle when he popped the, up. The Japanese lady from The Boys, who plays the superhero that hangs out with the boys, she was the uh, the the beverage cart girl with the blonde hair. Yes, you had like, Zazie Beetz from Joker. Z- yes, you Joker had, and and or uh, uh, Deadpool two. Yes, Deadpool two. And yep. by the way, same director as Deadpool two, Kevin Leach. Ah, uh, okay. So uh, that was my thing. Is that I didn't recognize the name. But now that you've said that, then let's add on another. Did you to my commercial? Did you enjoy the frenetic, <laughs> high paced energy of Deadpool two? Oh boy, did I ever! Zip zap zoom. Then this is the movie for you. So the the truth the matter is that this is a very funny movie that's not trying to be a funny movie i'm looking at you thor love and thunder and it's got a lot of action and a lot of fighting choreography to the point that it's like every type of action movies fight style was represented from shaky cam to well choreographed to wire work to yeah. cgi uh shan chi uh Shang-Chi, yeah, yeah. There, there was some, every type of action trope. The Raid Redemption, I saw some of that in here, too. Yes. Yes. Every type of, tra- oh boy, every oh type boy. of action trope. And hey, and, and, and seriously, the old boy single take hallway scene yes. is epic. Yes. And that, no, there's nothing to that level of epicness in this movie, but you're darn right, there's a callback to that genre in here. So, like... This has every flavor of that combined with Brad Pitt p- playing a California version of his uh, pikey boxer character from, uh, uh, help me out here. Snatch. Uh, Snatch. Snatch, yeah. yeah, yeah if you yeah, like yeah. the Hunter S. Thompson look, you know, he's kind of back with that this time. A little Got bit. The, uh, the little uh, Gilligan's hat and the glasses, and he's just there for a job, and he's like, he's got, he's kind of like midlife crisis, but he's optimistic, Damien. Yes. He wants to know what the next step is his life, and, and you know, thinking existentially right. thinking positive look trying to get a new spin on things he's not totally happy with what he sees with himself in the mirror yeah. and he wants to change but he's still doing the thing that pays the bills but which is yeah jobs for hire yes. criminal activity such as what we saw in this movie and what's worse is that oh my god thank you for telling me who the director was because i didn't put that <laughs> suddenly together. things are tying together in damien's head so there was a brad pitt cameo in De- deadpool 2 okay this wasn't the only thing i was going to mention yes so deadpool 2 if you've seen it, there is a there's a cameo. Five second no cameo. spoiler. There's a cameo from a major Hollywood yes, actor. Yes, there is. There's also Zazie Beetz, who's there is. who's lucky. Yes. She's what's your special skill? She's lucky. Now this movie, this more more snake related, but still luck plays a luck and fate are the two concepts that they're struggling with in this movie. Yes. Do, is 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 your life predetermined through fate or? Does luck play into every decision, whether that be good or bad? Yeah, or are you a cunning hitman played by another Deadpool lead actor in this who had five seconds of screen time? Five seconds five of screen sec- time. So that was a little perfect in a back and forth. There, there is so much. This is very much a box of Neapolitan ice cream, and there's a lot going on. And it was, how long was it? Two hours? So it's two and change. And it, I mean, you left to go get that drink, and you missed like five scenes. Yeah. Like this movie moves. Real and fast. It's, it's very, you know reflecting of the title itself and the train they're on which is going very quickly and they do a lot of backstory stuff and a lot of character development what I liked about that is because yes there's a lot going on but one of the major things that of course Tarantino does in all of his films is he likes to say hey this is the character's name and here it is plastered on the screen right 
he does that a lot, and this director did that a lot too, which helps you keep track in a very fast-moving movie of who's who. Not that there aren't good characters and they and have little arcs and everything, but it's the nice movie to see their name a, up there. A large cast, and this goes back very to bad large. advertising. Bad advertising made it seem like a Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock vehicle <laughs> because she was in the trailer. Right. Wasn't that movie called Lost City that came out where yes. he had a little short cameo in there too with but her the, in the, it? The, mm. the, the fact of the matter is that I think one of the reasons why there hasn't been a lot of excitement about this is that the the advertising for the, whoever had to cut the trailer did not – they were given a bunch of B-roll and they were not told anything about anything and they were like – who are, Just, the, who are the highest paid actors yeah. on the payroll? No. Oh, these two, I guess I'll feature them. This is too hard of a concept for us to be able to communicate because the audience is stupid and we don't trust them, so let's just go off the names. Horrible mistake. Because Aaron Taylor... Aaron Taylor Aaron Johnson, Johnson from Godzilla and also Tenet. Yeah. You know, uh, this British His actor. role in this way better than the one in Tenet. Uh, First of all, you could understand him about 10% more this time. <laughs> 10% more. And then uh, Tyree. Brian Tyler Brian, Green. Yeah. Brian Tyler. I forget his name. He's from a lot of things. He's from a lot of things. Yeah. Spider-Man. The, yeah. Um. And the, the simple fact is that this is, Brad Pitt is throughout all the movie. Fine. He is the main storyline that ties all the other storylines together. Yeah. But there are multiple storylines, and usually I'm complaining about Spider-Man Three. I'm complaining about I'm complaining about okay, you've gone too much on the too many storylines. This movie said, "All right, we are going to have too many storylines. We're going to salute the fact that we have too many storylines by making sure that every single person has a backstory, yes, and and it and it explains why they're there, and it's funny." And it's funny. And it's funny. And we have Joey King, who is in Kick-Ass. Right. right? In Kick-Ass 2, with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Right. There are so many, like, oh, I worked with you oh, in this yeah. film, connections to this. They gave credit in the fact <laughs> down, to the, down to non-living things. Yes. Which I don't want to spoil what happens at no. the end, but the non-living thing that has its own backstory, By folks. far, my loudest <laughs> laugh was when the big font on the screen popped up. <laughs> and Damien's like, ah! them, For the inanimate object. <laughs> Yeah, so there's, <sighs> there's, there's lots of stories here, folks. It's two hours. It, it could have been like an eight-part miniseries, of course, with the number of characters in it, thinking I, that's what Marvel does, what DC does a lot, too. They cram so much in with backstory that you don't care about. Well, these these are real people with like real reactions to pain yeah. and emotion and bickering, and you believe the backstory. And you, it's like an onion. You yeah. Go back a little time. I don't know what this. It's like an ogre. For. Ogres are like onions. Yes, there too. They never say ogres like parfaits. I don't understand. It's okay. We're gonna move on. All right. Um, so there's lots of characters here, but they're all in- entertaining. I yes. would say they're all like even some have like four minutes of screen time. Yeah. They have you value. Still, you still like them, and that speaks to the casting. Yes. The casting went. Wait, yes, we're gonna get that actor, that actress, all these people, and they all signed on to it. I don't know because the director has a lot of clout. Yes, you did Deadpool 2. I think you saw a lot of Deadpool 2 people in this. Absolutely. Minus Josh Brolin. Uh, that we know of. <laughs> yeah, we know of. He could have been one of the masked people, which yeah. was great to see, by the way. The masked people. What way? What better way to save money on COVID tests and your casting than masking half of your villains? Well, no, more importantly, the only guy that was in the movie that didn't get a uh, that I'm aware of that didn't get a, a big name uh, backstory, and yet still. He, his character, you fully understood what he was there for, was Magic Mike. Uh, Channing Tatum I forgot shows up it. in this movie in multiple scenes, <laughs> and you're like, is this guy a throwaway character? And he's literally communicating to you. like yeah. He might as well be looking at the screen going, yes, I'm a throwaway character. I am way too big of a person to be a throwaway character, and I don't care. I'm here because this looks like fun. Yeah, it's fun. And another Tarantino reference. You saw yes. him show up randomly as a cameo in 
Hateful Eight. Absolutely. Weird, weird, weird. I thought I really was watching a Tarantino movie. The soundtrack, the cuts, yeah. the edits, the backstory, the dialogue. There is so there's so much Tarantino DNA here that but at the same time you saw Deadpool two. You yeah. saw Deadpool two. I'm I'm gonna say something it, controversial. It's, it's kinda like Tarantino esque. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, this is this is very much an homage to Tarantino, but also an homage to a great many different action films. But this was very much a love letter to Tarantino. Worse than that is that it's probably the fourth best Tarantino movie. <laughs> it's a strong film. It, it is. Uh, it's you've seen movies that are done on trains before. Obviously, Money sure. Train. Yeah. Obviously, Under Siege Two. Yeah, Territory. Whatever Sil- it was. Silver Streak. Yeah. So. Silver Streak? Yeah, Gene Wilder and uh, uh, That's uh, a train movie, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that one. How many other train movies are we missing out there, folks? Uh, okay, Oriental Express? Well, the one that came out that was like a you know a remake. I mean, that's like, I have no interest in seeing a Kenneth Branagh remake of a 1940s Agatha Christie movie. Well, or, then I mean, you don't. Just, that means you didn't go and see uh, the uh, Murder on the Nile also then. I didn't see that one either. Oh, no, okay. Well, it was very much a second movie. Don't care. It's very much <laughs> more, more people signing on to wear cool costumes. Great. Uh, period pieces. No. Uh, this is not a period piece. This is a very no, modern this piece. This is very Using today. technology. Yes. Like face recognition and, and find your phone and find your phone and best line of oh well that's cool well, that's really cool <laughs> that's what's great about the go back to the reactions the characters yeah. in the movie react as if you would probably react if you were if you were a trained assassin or if you were whatever criminal they're still people yeah and they still have bickering moments and they're tired distressed and they're like they argue over who's right right and then you have Brad Pitt who again is trying to turn his life around folks he has gone I mean how old is he in real life mid 50s oh yeah he's definitely late 50s this is almost reflective of his life now it's like how many more action movies do I have in my belt how many more do I have to pull out this is a fun one I, I'm sure there was some stunt work here, but he was doing a lot of it too. Yeah, and I, I respect that. And um, props he, he to the makeup people. Holy, I mean, all there is a lot of there is a lot of messed up looking people in this movie <laughs> that are very Energizer Bunny. Like usually the hero, usually Bruce Willis is the one guy that they'll just kick his ass. Yeah, and they'll just keep putting makeup on him, yeah. and he'll live through the whole movie. Instead, they said, "No, we're going to have like five of those people in this movie where everybody's Energizer Bunny, and every time you see them, the continuity guy is sitting there just scribbling down what did we shoot two weeks ago because he <laughs> has to still he has to look worse than he did two weeks right, ago. Right for everybody, like there, there was a lot. We don't usually get to talk about this. The production of this action movie blew me away. The, the sets, uh, it is a bullet train. It's a bullet train that had different cars with different yeah. personalities that yeah. different things happened in. Everything looked bespoke. Everything looked like it was detail-oriented. Again, Tarantino on my love letter, 100%. Of, I'm, I, and, of course, Tarantino is just trying to be Kubrick. And so, you know, <laughs> Kubrick uh, wants to be uh, uh, white trash Kubrick. And then uh, this guy wants to be uh, tech... Uh, uh, not totally full of himself cyber he wants to be cyberpunk uh tarantino or something i don't know and uh but like the the makeup in this movie and the you know the the fighting and the the choreography and the snappy witty dialogue like yes the casting was important because you needed people that everybody they cast has the comedic bone all the way down to the driest like um, Michael Madsen, not Michael Madsen. Um, uh, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Michael Shannon. You don't think of him first and foremost as a comedic actor, 
But if you ever no, if you ever no. look at like interviews with him or conversations with him in real life, he's a funny guy. So he has that comedic timing that he just brings to the menacing whatever. So he rarely gets to use it too. Absolutely, he always always like the creepy villain, or he's yeah. the creepy guy, or he's the creepy drama dramatic yeah. actor. He's he the, was born the, looking like Michael Schrader. the sullen guy, right? Yeah. I mean, or he's he's uh, Zod in um, you know, <laughs> Man, Man yeah. of Steel. I will find him. Yeah, he's that guy. He, I honestly, I went into the movie knowing it was a Brad Pitt film, and that was about it. I right. went in knowing hardly anything. I, I avoided trailers. I forgot okay. who was in it because, like you said, trailer came out seven or eight months yeah. ago. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Brad Pitt's doing stuff still. That's great. Uh, still, but I just didn't. I didn't read ahead and read your reviews. Yeah. So all these reveals of who was in it, I didn't know Channing Tatum was in it. Right. I didn't know Michael Shannon was in it. Right. It was fun to peel back those layers because you. This is a heist movie, right? This yes. is a heist train movie with limited set design, and you're thinking, how creative can they be? Well, in the confines of a train, it's like a diorama. You can, like, you know, you have this much space. You, decision making is almost easier for directors to go. Oh, I'm going to use this chair and this table and this bar to build this scene. Yeah. And it's easier for the viewer to follow what's going on versus in, you know, middle of the night street fight scene where yeah. you don't know anything, nothing's familiar. Well, it's hard to follow. And this goes back to again, I think the hardest working con- uh, pro- uh, continuity pr- PA on the set of all right, we're going back to the dining car. Let's not forget that we've wrecked this, 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 and this. <laughs> yeah. And it still needs to be wrecked <laughs> the set when designer. we go back to shoot there tomorrow. <laughs> uh, or we need to reset and then re-wreck it, but it has to be re-wrecked correctly because we shot it and it was wrecked. For the, uh, like, there was, A lot of Polaroids. You, you, you go through this movie, <laughs> and I'm sure IMD will eventually prove me wrong, and there was just going to be some giant list of continuity errors. But it's impossible not to because they. Well, you're absolutely right. In every, every train car had its own personality, and certain fighting seemed to happen based on what kind of car they were in. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, that was that was also funny. Yeah, it was very much like watching a miniseries that just someone cut together as one movie. It's just fast. It's a yeah. fast, fast, fast movie. And if you need to see this in one sitting without going to the restroom or finding popcorn, have a little salt lick next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you yeah. said, Damien, I made a he sat back down and said, okay, here's what happened. It's like five things. Like, wow. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of crap because you just have to – not miss things. Right. Um, you'll you'll catch up, but this movie is not patient right. uh, with the audience. Um, and eh, good, yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's good. It doesn't like beat you down. Remember what I said? Am I having a long, long soliloquy at the end? Long speech at the end? Right. You have a little bit of that here and there, but they're all new characters when they do it. So it's it doesn't feel like it's retreading itself. It didn't feel yeah. like it was a slog. And so many action movies are surprisingly sloggy. I'm looking at two Independence Day sequels. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just... I have no idea which Jurassic Park Dominion you're talking about. <laughs> it's a fun film. It's just, it's Brad Pitt, and he's still got it, more yeah. or less. I yeah. Mean, he's still doing action. You think at his age, he would slow down. Uh, a lot of actors at his age do, like, like Bruce Willis. He slowed down. Well, um, and Bruce, of course, had, had uh, medical a medical issues. issue. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I agree completely. Brad brought it. Um, I, I've never gone to a movie because it's a Brad Pitt movie. Um, I go, uh, but every time it seems like more often than not, he's able to surprise me by being the best part of whatever movie she's in. Once about a time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Leo was good there too, but it, yeah. it was Brad Pitt kind of stole the show. But a I lot. mean, like, you can go all the way back. Unless you're talking about Meet Joe Black, generally I'm enjoying <laughs> the Brad Pitt movie. And I don't expect to. He, I understand that he's an attractive guy, blah blah blah. Jennifer Aniston, blah blah blah, whatever. But like, he's he's really good at action comedy. 
and it's something that you don't realize and he just has to keep rem- every time you see it it's kind of a surprise. Yeah. It's kind of delightful that, well, oh, yeah, he's good at that. And Snatch is funny. Even on stage. Absolutely. Like he, one hit, he's like, oh, sorry. And one hit, he's down. Or, I mean. My dag. My dag. <laughs> a dag for me, ma. Better make a blue. Yeah. So good. They have a Come Again Pikey subtitle option on Snatch DVD <laughs> uh, just for him. And he does bring that comedic timing to his action, which he's yes. always been able to do. Well, I mean, go back and look at his, his – he's one of the actors that doesn't do, like, 50 movies a year like Nicolas Cage, right? He does, right. like, one or two at the most. He may have, a like, two or three-year drought. So he picks his roles carefully. Yeah. He, I guess he's friends with Kevin Leach. Wild, so we have seen five seconds of him in Deadpool, too. Sure. <laughs> Was that like, don't worry, bigger part next time, buddy. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm excited for what Kevin Leach has on store now. I'm going to look him up later and see what he has. Yeah. He I, f- is, I feel like we've missed things from him. Yeah, he's energetic. He's yeah. got some energy going. And to use Aaron Taylor Johnson the way he did in this movie with the bickering brothers of, what were they, Lemon and Tangerine? Lemon and Tangerine, I which mean, I think that ought to be our nickname for I, <laughs> Just, you sat down with him going, oh, I guess these are you know, supporting characters. Oh, these are really funny supporting characters. Oh, 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 oh they have their own storyline. Yes, good writing here. <laughs> and you get to know them in an intimate setting on a train, which is often what you do on trains. You get to know some of your neighbors sometimes, yeah. and you... I forget the name of the kid with the tattoos on his face. The yeah, the, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's other people we're forgetting here, folks. Oh yeah, and the because blonde the cast la- is the, so big. The blonde shush lady. Her, her storyline never really yeah, fill, yeah, filled yeah. out. Um, yeah. But it, it's, <laughs> it, it unravels in its own set way, and you are learning more about characters, and it's interesting. And there's a plot. It's kind of a loose plot. You right. know, there's a briefcase or something in the briefcase. There's this guy who wants to kill this guy. There's a backstory over here, and that's all fine and good. They're going to get to the destination. There's somebody waiting there for the kid and the briefcase. But how it happens, TBD, we, no, we don't want to spoil it right. for you. Yeah. But that's not the most interesting part of the film. That's just the MacGuffin getting you there. Yeah. The characters and their backstory and their relationships and their missed identities. And who's Carver? I'm not Carver. Yeah. It is fun. And we're saying lots of things right now. And a lot of it's probably going way over your head yeah. once you've seen it. But that's and we're saying everything really way. fast, and that gives you an idea of what the pace of this movie is. <laughs> all right, it so got her adrenaline going. Additionally, all right. So one of my favorite, and I'm going, I'm, I just keep throwing, I just keep lobbing these weird asides, and I'm sorry. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the Life Aquatic with Stevie Zizou was the Portuguese guy singing David Bowie. Sure. So this movie gives us a lot of Japanese re, uh, remakes of classic rock songs. I do and enjoy when they do this. Jo- that was a lot of fun. Jojo Rabbit did it with the uh, Beatles song, yes, if you yes. don't forget. Uh, uh, was it Hold Your Hand? No, it was, um, I forget which one it was. It was the German version of um, a Beatles song. Yes. They did this with the, the like 70s soundtrack. Oh, yeah, we did it with uh, we did it with Stayin' Alive. Stayin' Alive. Also, <laughs> I Need a Hero. Yes, yes. and I laughed at that. <laughs> The second, because I know that song so well, the second the beat started going, I was like, oh, here it comes. It's fun. It's fun. I don't know if that's an original cover. They hired somebody to do it or what have you. I don't care. I love when they do that because it's, it's, those are the overplayed songs on Top 40 uh, at weddings. Yeah. And when they mix it up, it's like, thank you for making something different for once. And they're tropey movie songs too. They're they're great songs for when directors are like, well, uh, I need to convey this emotion. And instead, this guy's like, oh, well, I'm going to be tropey, too, but I'm trying to be tropey. Yeah. So let's make it Japanese. Yeah, I can just play We Are Family with my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Oh, I did the thing. I Shocking. Did, uh, That's amazing. Oh, Girl power. I'm calm. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, again, I, I really enjoyed myself. So, Ben, 
It's time for us to slow things down. I need to. I've been talking we really need to, quickly. We need to slow things down like we've hit the end of the track. And it's time to, to slow things down or else we're just going to go off the rails. And I'm appreciating the air conditioning, by the way, too, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, Nick, right? And uh, hypothetically, I can make it a little better. We have monodirectional microphones. Um, so one of the things we do now, we have a brand new F-150 Studios. Uh, obviously, uh, this was a very difficult economic decision to make in these trying times. And these kinds of economic decisions are what we're actually here for. You think you're here to hear movie reviews? Why? Just because we have film review in the name of our podcast? No, we're very clearly here to help you make the right financial decision, such as I not only paid for a matinee ticket, but then I went back and spent more than I did for the ticket for one drink. I was wondering about that. And um, so, and I got some Twizzlers. Shouldn't have got the Twizzlers, but I got some Twizzlers. Man, I love Twizzlers. Is that your favorite candy? It is my favorite movie candy. Okay. They, okay. They, for whatever reason, you take a Twizzler... And you, you can eat half of it on the inside of a movie theater and then go outside and eat the other half. The other half's just waxy trash. Throw it in the garbage. But in a movie theater, for it's whatever reason, they taste delicious. Something particles in the air that keep it fresh yeah. and movie-esque with the carpet smell. And yeah, the, it just combines yeah. to a bouquet. Anyway, so what we're going to do is we... <laughs> We took a little time, you know. We've been we haven't been having as many episodes lately because we've been refining this amazing um, recommendation algorithm. Oh, because uh, you know we can we way. can leverage the algorithm to help with heuristic learning and able to uh, model the alpha of um, investment trends. And what we've discovered, what we've created, <laughs> is a four-point scale by which to judge a potential investment, such as going to the movies, spending money to see said movie. I know. You're saying lots of things. Brand new, crazy, <laughs> crazy concept. So what we're going to do is we're going to say a four is you should make this investment. You need to call, get on the phone, call your broker, yeah. Um, yeah. get onto a Meritrade or Robinhood, your, 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 whatever investment app you have, sell all your stocks. And buy one ticket, I think the math works out, uh, buy one ticket at your local movie theater. Uh, be sure to bring a bag of ice or a personal fan because apparently they're cheaping out on the AC these days. And go to the theater and see this movie. It is worth, your kids don't need to go to college. You don't need to worry about medical bills. You need to go see this movie. It's a four. That's what we're saying a four is. A three, on the other hand, is, you know, you're probably already investing in a streaming platform. You should utilize you should leverage your investment oh. and uh utilize ca capitalize, utilize on you should capitalize on the potential of a uh, bullet train coming to this is a sony columbia movie so crackle i don't know and um watch this movie using your streaming platform two is um I guess, honestly, you should probably drive to Walmart or something and buy an over-the-air antenna because two means watch it on TV. Through the pandemic, the two has become less and less of something we've gone to. No, it's, this has got FX working all over it, too. I mean, yeah. I mean this, this will eventually if find its way cable. in about three years. Yeah. If you have cable still by then. Or just, yeah, yeah. streaming platforms. Watch it on TV. Or streaming is three. Two is, you know... To, to is watched on cable Whatever, if you yeah. have it. Or yeah. or go over to a friend's house and stream it on their streaming. I, we got to figure out a better two. <laughs> one is runaway screaming. One is not only is it bad, but it will physically hurt you. You will go bankrupt. Again, economic things. You'll go bankrupt. You will invest fully into um, um, uh, like a very common metal that isn't worth anything. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you you know, know, invest in Dogecoin and get monkeypox? Well, yes. You, yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes. Invest in, in 
invest in COVID, not in the vaccine, in the actual disease. <laughs> that is a one. <laughs> it's like it's like what's the guy with the big short? You know? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Gonna bet against the housing market. <laughs> exactly. So that would be a one. So. Uh, I'd like to remind you, last week, Ben and I agreed, not only, not not last week, it was been a month. Yeah, two weeks. Last yeah. time we did a movie, we both agreed on that was a one, and it was so bad that Ben and I oh were standing gosh. in the movie theater today trying to remember <laughs> the last movie we saw. <laughs> what was it? I said, Damien, what was it? Let me give you a hint. Rawr. Rawr. And I had to look it up. I don't want to make it sound like I remembered or knew. No, I had to look it and up. I, and I still didn't know what it was. It was so bad. Hint. I gave him two hints. What was the second hint? Uh, running through the woods in high heels. Yes. Yeah. And I then gave... I remembered, oh, yes, uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard yes. in Jurassic World Jurassic Dominion. Jurassic World Dominion. T -t -t terrible, terrible film. So that that is, that's real bad. My friend uh, Rhodey, for some reason, she she liked it. Uh, I had to reevaluate our friendship. Anyways, uh, I'm just kidding, Kristen. Um, <laughs> this movie, however, I'm getting a vibe that we're not heading towards one territory. But I didn't cringe once in this film. I but I was yeah. You have a master's. I do. In business administration? Double major, yeah. Marketing and management. Marketing and management. You're saying it very dramatically, yes. Business! <laughs> You know what businesses do? Money. Money. They manage money. Economic they, they, advice they, 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 here. They, they, they so all I have is a bachelor's of science. That's trash. It's a placemat. Whatever. My opinion means nothing. So, Ben, the, the listeners want to know from your expert, like Le, Le, Jeff Kramer, Larry Kramer, whatever his name is on CNBC, his opinion is trash also. The everyone, every, Yeah. Everyone knows that if you want to know an investment, you listen to what Ben Hunt has to say. And Ben... For Bullet Train, I will remind you, you're from California, the land of failed high-speed rail, high rail. Where Jeez. are we going to go on Bullet you're Train? You're picking that wound, aren't you there? It's California. Uh, uh, I, I, I forgot about it until I started to say yeah, the word Bullet Train. Yeah. I went, oh, yeah. Yeah, one day Elon Musk will get his wish. Um, I, I've already got my sleeves rolled up like the Kramer guy, Mad yeah. Money. Yeah. yeah. Here, hit I, some buttons on a dashboard. Honestly, I had one here, score one. in mind. Ooh. I had one score. No one saw what we just did. <laughs> <laughs> this is an audio podcast. Look at all these visual things I'm doing. It's great. <laughs> click, click. I can't believe what you just saw. Oh, my gosh. Um, can you believe what I see over there? So there are uh, there are things in this movie that kept me going, uh, okay, I'm with it, I'm with it, I'm with it. I had one score in my head the entire time until the last 20 minutes. And something happens in the last 20 minutes that ramps it up, and it's like, okay, yes, fourth quarter here, you know, third act, you have to deliver and it delivers. Mm -hmm. There is slow motion. There is hilarious <laughs> moments. There is a a, a a character that may or may not have a heartbeat that gets you going, and with, yes. you know, you're you're with it, and and you just you want things to keep going. I yes. didn't want the train ride to end at the end. It was so much fun. It is, it's a four. It was a three for the longest time. Like okay, it's an action movie. It's fun. I'm having a good time. It's moving along. I'm not hitting that wow factor yet. Yeah. Like, I mean, Brad Pitt signs off to only so many movies. Right. Something in the script got him to say yes. He doesn't really make a bad movie. And then Michael Shannon comes in. Yeah. And Joey King has her surprise at the end. And all these things kept happening. I'm like, yes. yes, 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 yes. And it's a four. It's a 100% fun, fun summer movie. Go and enjoy the ride. So, Ben, I feel that because you've established yourself as this expert, that I'm I'm basically white trash here just trying to make, make a name for myself. But I have an ace in the hole. And that is that 
a large part of my family used to work for CSX. So, yes, that is right. I am leveraging that I'm a train expert. <laughs> a little biased. I have been to the Tennessee Valley Railroad Museum. I have ridden the color train, and that's going to make it good enough for me. Ben, you said something that, that not only I agree with, but I want to create a metaphor for you. I actually felt that this movie started off kind of slow. <laughs> and then it kind of built up. A little bit. And it kind of built up speed. Yeah. And then it got faster, and the tempo kept increasing, almost as if it, you were on a high-speed train. High-speed Building train. up. A heist-speed train. <laughs> building up through the course of this entire movie. I'm now making a circle around my steering wheel that does nothing for you listeners. And this movie goes, and it just builds momentum, and it keeps building momentum. And every time you, you like I, I was with you, like, there were things like, oh, okay, well... I'm expecting because of every other action movie that this thing that they've showed me, it's not going to pay off or I'm not supposed to care about this. And then no, every little, every little cookie they spread out there, they just keep coming back and going, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that mattered. Oh no, 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 that mattered. And yeah. More speed, more it speed, came, it more came fast, close faster, to faster. Like, you know, a snakes on a train. Wah, wah. Literally. Uh, little, literally wah, on a couple wah. scenes. It had a little, little danger zone there. A little bit. About crossing over, but go ahead. But a hundred percent. And what's really funny is that this movie not only did it, but it called me out. It made me look a fool, Ben, because I went, oh, I got that this. thing that just happened. That was a total BS MacGuffin. What? There's no way that that truck would be there in that situation. Five seconds in post-credit scene of, oh, no, we did tie this up. Don't worry. We got you, boo. You, there are a lot of things to tie up in this movie, and they, they don't – there's no what they call very, it, chicken in a bucket time, yeah, right? There's no very uh, few loose ends, uh, plot holes in this movie. No. It's a I'm, fun, fun film. So – Based on that, I'm going to have to get four choo-choos out of four. Again, I'm taking this from a train perspective. Uh, this is four t- rail crossings out of out of four. Um, this movie was so much fun. And honestly, I've felt very blasé about a lot of movies this year. It's felt like a slow year. Top Gun was a lot of fun. Top Gun was still like number two this weekend after wow. all these weeks. Wow. And we saw six trailers. And yeah. we remember like two of them. Yeah, not looking good. Well, and, um, and yeah, we're looking forward to Amsterdam, and that was the one I was Amsterdam, most to. directed by David O. Russell, who did yeah. Silver Lang's Playbook and uh, American Hustle. Right. It's got a monster it's got, cast. Has everyone from Hollywood. Everybody. I mean, it's almost like Wes Anderson level. Yeah. Yeah. So some things so, are coming out we're looking forward to, but you're right. It hasn't, been a, it hasn't been a major, yeah, major been a landmark slow. year. Yeah. And I understand that COVID has messed up production of a lot of stuff. So. I'm not looking for quantity. I am. I'm still going to expect quality, though. And Thor kind of let me down a little bit. I didn't. We didn't get to do a thing on this. Thor let me down. Uh, of the Marvel movies, it's it's a. It, I mean, it's a three. If you've already got Disney Plus, watch on Disney Plus. Yeah. If you don't, then uh, I'm waiting maybe for it. Not. I'm, I was in Alaska don't, when it came yeah, out. Yeah, you don't need to see it in the theater. Uh, I, Wakanda Forever is coming out though. Wakanda Forever, and it's looking pretty good. Good trailer. But uh, you know. I watched uh, Day Shift, which is a total trash, throwaway, fun time movie on Netflix. Who's in that one? Jamie Foxx and David Fr- Dave Franco. James Franco. James. Fr- is it, da- is Dave, it Franco. Dave Franco? It's Dave Franco. Not James. Oh, Not wow. James. Okay. No. And Dave, to my opinion, right now, particularly, Dave is actually funny. He's funny. James yeah. is too far up his own butt. Um, so. <laughs> This is actually a pretty. I mean, and James Jamie Fox has always been funny. I've been watching him since In Living Color, and yeah. it's still great. He, he's still still really funny, and uh, you know, it's not a good movie, but it's fun, and it's on Netflix, and it's a perfect way to kill a couple hours. Right. Fine. Um, 
there's lots of things streaming right now. I just saw lots 13 Lives. Streaming. 13 Lives was uh, a true story. Obviously, the uh, yeah. the 13 kids trapped in a cave over in Thailand, the rescue. There's a couple documentaries about that. Yeah. One is which by made by the uh, directors of uh, Free Solo. Uh, with the actual footage of the actual GoPro stuff, finding the kids. This is a two and a half hour telling by Ron Howard. It's good. It's not anywhere near great. It's a little too tedious, yeah. and it's a little too white savior. And I and feel like the uh, Ron Howard Arrested Development voiceovers were a bit over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll never see it. <laughs> um, what was the name of the the thing? Like the banana truck or something? Or like? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and here's oh, and, and here's where they got the kids out of the cave. Yeah, um, Jeffrey Tambor, what are you doing? In there? Yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a hard year for movies, and so this movie was an absolute delight and a huge surprise. Bullet Train, I was. I came in, now the nice thing is, I came in with, you came in with no expectations, I came in with low expectations. Okay. Because okay. the marketing was so bad, and it felt like they were trying so hard to sell this to me, and they spent so much money that they could have done multiple trailers, so that maybe they didn't just make it in look like it was going to be a, they really made Sandra Bullock in the trailer look like she was going to be a major <laughs> part of this movie. She's not. How did they market it in Japan? Are there other like cameos that we just missed That's from a Japanese good question. actors? Absolutely, I guarantee you there was. Yeah. I would I, honestly, I wish, I wish they had the guts just once. Take the Japanese trailer, run it here in America. Ah, that's what YouTube's for. We can look it up later to satisfy our curiosity. But I'm yeah. guaranteeing you, there's massive billboards, sides of scales, massive, massive signs in Shibuya Square in Tokyo, yeah. just as there are in Times Square here. But commercial-wise. I think I've seen three commercials over the course of a month. Yeah. And I watch a decent amount of TV. Yeah. <laughs> I know I still have TV. You don't. Yeah. But the web is another great place to find running ads, and they just didn't do a lot. And for a Brad Pitt movie, you think they would have gone a little bit more yeah. to get their money back because he ain't cheap. No. No. But uh, all right. So with that, again, we really want to nail it home. You have four and four from Ben and Damien. That's a pretty big accomplishment. I know these movies are so much more fun when we're able to fight over stuff. But this one was just good, <laughs> and uh, you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna recommend it. That's all I'm gonna do. So uh, Ben, we do have some movies coming up. Uh, I know one of the trailers was for a movie coming out next week, and I do not remember it at all. <laughs> all I remember is that it said April August 19th, and I was like, what? There's some, there's some horror movies coming out. There's, oh, like, a yeah. there's like a Florence Pugh movie coming out. Yeah, there's there's like, where she's like a the Olivia Wilde one. That one looks. Ugh. I'm not impressed with Olivia Wilde, man. I just she did. I mean, Booksmart was okay. It was a ripoff of Superbad. She was she the one that did? No, that was somebody else. Um, the Tron Legacy, Charlie's Angels one. Um, yeah, <laughs> she acted in them. Talk yeah, about she her directing direct. things. Oh, I got you. I'm, I'm just not her. not there yet with her. And uh, she you know, she's talented, but just sure. the stories don't look interesting. There's that vampire one. There's the oh yeah. There's uh, a lot of schlocky horror coming out, and yeah. I have some friends who I'm telling you right now, I have some schlocky horror fans friends that are probably they should probably look it up because this looks like it's right down their aisle. It's I think not it's for me. Uninvited, I think is the name of it. Yeah, didn't uh, look interesting. But like, yeah, they they're not my f cup of tea. But they're I have friends who love those schlocky horror movies, and it looks like a little bit. The nice thing about schlocky horror movies are you can do them for a lower budget. You can do them with less production and quicker and so i think we're going you generally see schlocky horror during writer strikes and pandemics and stuff because it's just we need to make something we're something bored. and there's always a baseline of fans out there that'll give you the money back Absolutely. at least so there's always a guarantee with that but that amsterdam movie yeah i'm telling you it's got Ooh, boy. christian bale it's got chris rock it's got D john david washington margot robbie margot robbie 
and about 15 other faces, yeah. including Robert De Niro, that were in like, and gosh. Tim Oliphant really going for it. Like, I didn't recognize I didn't him until the name showed up. Neither did I. Neither so, did I. He's one of my favorite comedy actors. <laughs> yeah, he's great. If you haven't seen um, the series he did with Drew Barrymore, uh, Santa Clarita. Oh, Santa, so good. Santa, Santa Clarita, Clarita Diet. Diet. He's so good in Santa Clarita Diet. It's on. I think it's on. Well, it was on Netflix for a while. It was on Netflix. Yeah, it's it's a very dark really. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and then honestly, uh, if you just if you're just bored, look up Timothy Oliphant ju- um, justified like. Com- clip compilations yeah. of just the best things of him being sarcastic or Deadwood. So good, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to Amsterdam, but that's <laughs> November. That's Thanksgiving territory. It's a bit. Man. It's a bit still. And don't, don't forget, we also have Wakanda Forever, and don't forget, yeah. we also have She Hulk. Don't forget, we also have Avatar Two coming out in December. Oh yes, that has got to be something we watch because oh, it has a. Uh, it, that's a long gap. That's a yeah. long gap. Are you excited for Avatar Two? I am excited for Avatar Two. I think. James Cameron, you don't know until you see it going, oh, he did that thing. He's always raised the bar with technology. Writing-wise, not so much. But um, <laughs> technology-wise, he does things that no one else is trying. Yeah. And I really, if nothing else, see it for whatever that thing is. You uh, saw it with The Abyss, with Titanic, with And Terminator I know you were a huge Avatar fan uh, from the first movie. So what was the main character's name again? Uh, Jake Sully. Mm-hmm. And then what was the main villain's name? Uh, who was the main villain? It was uh, it was Quaritch. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was performed by uh, I've got, it's, uh, Silver Guy uh, Giovanni so, Ribisi. No, no, that no? that he's in that. Yes, but yeah. Quaritch is played by the guy who's in the, oh, the yeah, like, yeah, Don't yeah. Breathe movie. The guy, the, you know, the blind guy. Well, see, in my mind, um, the real villain of, of Avatar was capitalism. Yeah. So therefore, <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi <laughs> yes, was the bad really guy. Was. The, the love of money is the root <laughs> of all evil. Yes, that's what it is. Really, because this little thing goes for twenty million dollars an ounce. You know. That whole thing. So, yes, th- there is over-the-top preachiness going on in his scripts. That's fine. Yeah, we I saw mean, that and, all the way and, back to The Abyss. And uh, Fern Gully, I'm sorry, and uh, Dance, Dance with, with Wolves. Wolves really needed a sequel. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, Aquaman having a sequel in Avatar 2. So, uh, I don't know. I, no, I, 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 I want I, to be excited. I want to be excited. My eyes were glossed over with the technology of it. The storyline-wise was interesting enough, but it was, of course, blatantly ripping off other films. So. Yeah. The bar is exceedingly high for me to him to beat the, the last film. Right. I am not confident, but I'm still very anxious to see what James Cameron does. The good news is, is that you've got five more avatars coming <laughs> yes. up somehow. <laughs> yeah, he's doing, I think he shot back to back to back to back sequels in New Zealand. There are four more avatar movies coming out <sighs> this year, next year, and there's like a two year break, then there's two more. Where are the stories going? I really don't know and honestly don't really care. I'm there for the technology. I want to see what James Cameron's going to do. All right. If the story surprises me, great. My awesome. expectations are low. Cool. All right. There you go. All right, everybody. That is it for this week's Al- or this week's Alan Smithy <laughs> Film Review. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook at Alan Smithy Film Review. That's Smithy, S-M-I-T-H-E-E, Alan Smithy Film Review. You can also go to alansmithyfilmreview.com to listen to every episode of our podcast ever or listen to the last 10, I think is what they do, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever fine spot- uh, uh, podcasts are listened to. Please tell your friends. Please let them know to be very patient. We're not giving up. We're not going to stop doing this <laughs> no. until we're not going to stop doing this until one of us leaves the city that the other one lives in. Probably, just be patient with us because uh, Ben, when he's not uh, working for forty hours a day, 
a lot. Uh, he's in he's in England, or he's in Alaska, Alaska. or he's in Mexico, or he's in uh, yes. Utah, or he's he's visiting every film set ever. <laughs> and uh, if and me, uh, What's I'm your next trip. My next trip. Uh, I'm uh, my my passport. I'm renewing for the first time since I was 15. Wow. Uh, it is in process right now. I might be going up to Canada to see some friends. Uh, I don't know. I want the option. I will say that the biggest thing I learned from the two years of being shut up in my house is that I would like to spend some time not shut up in my house. Yeah. Yeah. So just got to figure out what that's going to be. My wife is going to Korea next year. But I was going to ask about that. I'm not going on that trip. She's going with a whole bunch of, of her lady friends wow. on a BTS adventure. That's a big one. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm that is a big one. Uh, but also, I don't really want my first foreign language experience to be uh, me going to a place where I'm like, hey, I'm too big for everything. <laughs> so let me go to some place where Germanic people with large bodies have been. And you I will go there first. go there. I just want to be a small film crew watching the reactions of people around you. Uh, uh, what, of the Korean military uh, arraying their forces against this kaiju walking <laughs> oh down God. through Seoul? Slow motion. You know, the Hot dog. What's the average height of a uh, Korean I have person? no idea, yeah. but it's not six foot six and 375 right. pounds. Right. You, you, uh, you are different looking. My brother lived overseas for a while, and he's six four. you know, a sizable person. Sure. And he stood out. Yeah. yeah. I stood out. I'm, I'm well, six two. I, I had mean, a friend who lived in Hong Kong. Her name is Vivian. Shout out to Vivian. She's like, oh, you should. When you come to Hong Kong, you can just stay at my apartment. I go, Vivian, how high are your ceilings in your apartment? She goes, oh yeah, they're six feet tall. Right. And I said, Vivian, I'm six and a half feet tall. I'm taller than your roof. Man. She's like, oh, I didn't think. Well, I'm four eleven, so it didn't bother me. And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, it's a little different over there. Every every different. store feels like it's a kid's store, but no, these are this is like a department store. Everything looks like it's for uh, a kid, though. No, and the problem is like there's so many things I want to do. I've never been to Mexico. I've never been wow. to Canada. The only country I've been to besides America is Australia. Yes, you have. As one, as as you know, which is typical. You know, most it's people right next door. they're just able to go to Australia <laughs> and perform an international music festival. We are making this podcast longer. <laughs> and we didn't mean to do that. AlanSmithyFilmReview.com. Okay. Subscribe. Request, subscribe. Request. What do yeah, you want us, us to see? Yeah, tell us what you tell us. If you want. Ben and I haven't done a retro review in a while, and I would love to do another Twitch retro review. I enjoy doing the screen stuff with chat on the retro stuff because there's a good chance you've seen the movies. Let's that give we're them doing. a genre. Science fiction. Okay. Let's get a retro sci-fi film. Yes. Don't, you tell us what you want. Tell us on Facebook. Uh, that we haven't seen before. We've done, yes. you know, a Logan's Run. Yes. We've done The Blob. We've yes. done things like that. We so. did that Birdman in Paris or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, Condor Man? Condor Man. I, I stand by what I said. Um, oh, God, that movie was so bad. Um, <laughs> let us know on Facebook. Uh, just tell us, throw it out there. Just post right there on the Alan Smithy Film Review. What sci-fi movie do you want us to watch for retro review? And we will watch it. As long as it's streaming. As long as it's streaming. <laughs> or we can get it. Please, no really obscure 70s movies that only came out on 24mm that we had to find <laughs> from the, the Nash, from the, from the uh, Paris Louvre, like, archive basement in like next to the Ark of the Covenant. No, pick out something that we can find on streaming. Place. Yeah, top really men right. guarding it, yes. Top men. Alright, y'all. This is it for me. Uh, this is, I'm Damien. I'm Ben. We'll see you guys Arr, next time. Bye. Bye.